following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. You want to see something really cool? Watch. Hold on. This is nothing new, Doug. You're Whoa, drinking, drinking a beer. beer. Hey, dude, check this out. This is pretty cool, too. everybody welcome back to the out of tune podcast i remember what podcast i was recording staring at nate helped with that hello nate hi how are uh, you i'm great man uh behind me mike gallardo sitting in the cave with me hello you, you want mike? to like this time maybe hello <laughs> you gotta like try and eat it eat it eat it uh up in the top right corner that no one else can see but us do dougie Yo yo. Below ah. him, if we're if we're playing, uh, was that game back in the day? Uh, Hollywood squares. Hollywood squares. Yeah, and lower right we have Bam Morris. Fuck you... authority, man. We have not... re... we have not used your nickname yet. I should clarify. That's Alex. <laughs> it's Hal Linden. I thought it was Hell Cookie Puss. Oh, I forgot about Cookie Puss. Oh, yeah, Cookie Puss. <laughs> See, it's not a real nickname because we all forgot. I all right, everybody, Cookie Puss <laughs> in the house. <laughs> uh, David Jarka, hello, sir. What's up? I if can find the, center square. It's a good one. Yeah, if this is Hollywood Squares, can we make it also the match game Hollywood Squares Power Hour? So, Yeah. I've never, you ever seen that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, it's the square. I'll hang out. <laughs> And returning to the show, our long lost friend, Chip Matt Fredrickson. Woo! It's good to be back, guys. Newly graduated. Uh, where's the certificate? I want to see it. I want to. I want to see that piece of paper. Where is it? I haven't even mailed it yet, man. I'm waiting for it, but All right. it hasn't come. All right. Well, honestly, congratulations, dude. Good stuff. Hey, how's that. the arm? Can I see the arm real quick? Oh, How's it's it still. Matt, oh, cheers. They're still yeah. jacked. Look at them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that middle finger. Yeah. I, yeah. Show well, everyone I, the middle finger, man. Yeah. While I was away, I uh, I crashed through a ladder at six feet, um, dislocated three fingers, uh, broke my wrist. Yeah, not my best day. That <laughs> sounds like a really good time. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So what were you doing? He was fighting gravity, and that's fucking punk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got it. Am I gonna have to turn the mic up for you? I don't know. He was right. Hey, use your man voice, oh, Mike. Boy. Oh boy, you're used Te- to the technological issues. Yep. Yeah. And these mics literally are designed to just oh, I'll eat them. Now we scold him, Mike. No, I just you want him to sound good. What? There we go. Oh, that's my bass. Well, um, <clears throat> as I clear my throat because it's still winter in Buffalo. 
we have the normal stuff to get out of the way real quick, but we're taking on a new endeavor for our album review segment, which is we each picked a punk band and their best album, what we decided was their best album, and we are going to have a battle royale. We'll decide exactly how we all voted and the way we voted as we go along. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait to see who comes out the victor. There is one clear winner. We already know the results. We just don't know the names. So we'll get there at the end. So first, Matt, you have the honors, my friend. As you know, we vote out some poor schmuck out of the Hall of Fame, and uh, you have a tasty one, some low-hanging fruit, I believe, for this crowd. Who is getting pulled out of the Hall of Fame today? I can choose anyone that's currently in the Hall of Fame, or do I have to choose from a specific list that you guys have? No, it's 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 you. You have mentioned one artist before that's currently yeah. in the Hall of Fame. I I get to pull that person out. You do, sir. It's happened. Twenty twenty three is going to be a good year. Elvis, <laughs> I'm pulling out Elvis. He's gone. <laughs> Elvis is gone. Woo. Any any objections? No, nope. nah. not a single one. Okay, uh, we're going to get serious heat from people um, that call themselves music historians, I'm sure. Um, but we, we got the ears to back him up, and we have listened, and we know that he hasn't wrote any of his big hits, so therefore he deserves no credit at all. Peace out, King. Uh, that was fun to do. I still think I have that whole rant written down somewhere in my note. <laughs> <laughs> Just saving it for one day. If you like, I'll post it to the Facebook page so everyone can see it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And then we got to vote someone in to replace him, but vote him in in a way that is special because here on the last, the last, on the Out of Tune podcast, we like to do a thing where we build the foundation of the Hall of Fame. And there's only certain artists that you can claim are foundations of rock and roll, rock and roll history. And this guy has waited long enough in the green room. David Jarka, who is headed to the Hall of Fame? Um, that will be Jimi Hendrix. Not much to say, right? That's what we did on this episode. I cannot believe he's even – he's not in there. Well, uh, in the real one he is, but not in ours. So. Yeah. He's untouchable. <laughs> right. He is an untouchable. He's part of the foundation. He is joining BB King. He is joining Led Zeppelin. He is joining Johnny Cash. So he's one of the first four, or whatever. I just listened, and uh, it's that's not bad. That's not bad. You know, uh, if anybody does out there doesn't understand. Jimi Hendrix, just listen to any live version of him doing Voodoo Child, yeah. and you'll you'll get it. That's all I have to say about that. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, because I haven't you haven't been on the show in a while. I want to know what's a new band you've been listening to, or something you want to throw out real quick, and then we'll move on to the new event. I've I've been going deep on Polyphia lately. Oh my god, I've been listening to them too. Yeah, I've loved them guys for a long time. And you know what? Like they get so much shit because they they do a lot of like poppy melodies, right? Like they they really do um, walk that line of like pop and like R and B. So like a lot of people hate on them because they say it's not metal, but like those guys are those guys are fantastic, man. I I love everything they're doing. 
What's that dude's name? Tim something? Tim Henson. Tim but Henson. Do you ever hear and, the term that he coined of like 80s metal bands called, it's called the Boomer Bend? The Boomer when Bends. The, the, yeah, when the guitar player were like in the middle of a solo going, wee! Yeah, that was so good. Boomer That's band. cool. Learned something new today. That dude is so creative. He does some insane stuff, man. Yeah, he man. really does. Just his style of playing is so unique. It really is. It really is. That that band's gonna. I I know that band's already blowing up, but they're. I think they're just gonna keep growing. I I gotta get into them. That sounds great. Yeah. Yes, we do. So it here gets... we are. Don't, what, what, don't... No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. We're, we're, we're back, 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 back. The Battle Royale, which I'm sure is something that we'll keep around if we end up liking this. Um, but the idea came to me when I was like, man, if if we picked a genre and all of us just, like, picked a band that, like, we think is – just like we picked Jimi Hendrix to be a pillar of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who's a pillar of this genre? Who is a, who is a band who, when you say punk, this is a band that you can think of, or they there are things about them that represent punk uniquely that are important to you, and well, you know they represent the brand of punk in this ca- uh, case. Uh, next month, hardcore, right, guys? Sure. That's what started all this. We were speaking to do hardcore until Mike's over here is like, well, shouldn't we do punk first? Here we are. We're doing punk. I'm really mad that I brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Fine. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm surprised he didn't pick Green Day. <laughs> I thought Nate was going to pick Green Day or Blank. I, really- I thought about it. I really thought about it. Oh, my God, please. Well, that is not a genre I would say is actually all that represented uh the pop pop that in this uh selection but we will go through each band and album that we picked first and then let's um we'll come back around in the same order and we'll we'll talk about why that ended up being your band so we'll go with nate first and we're just going to work across the screen all right well i picked uh bad religion and their album no control um that was an incredibly hard decision to make which album to pick because there's like, I don't know, 16 of them. Uh, I, it was easier for me to pick the names of my kids than to pick a bad religion album to pick as the best one. Um, but I, I wound up with uh, no control cause I wanted something that was one of the more earlier releases um and still had like the real true like punk feel to it while they lost as they went on some some of their their stuff got uh not as as fast not maybe not as uh what you would think being punk they're still one of the uh, most successful punk bands to ever be around they've been around since 84 uh their first album they put out they were like uh, Greg Graffin was 15 years old, I think, when the, when he started the band. So they've been around for a long time, and they just have they have that classic punk sound. Um, Greg Graffin is just so intelligent with his writing. His the lyrics that he writes is just it's it makes you think. Like it's not just somebody somebody 
bitching about how unfair life is, which is what a lot of punk is. It's somebody who is making you think about things and really making you ponder, you know, what, you know, how, how society is and how life is. Like a lot of his lyrics are like timeless too. Oh yeah. And if it wasn't for, you know, bet in, in all of our choices, bad religion, isn't the, the earliest punk band, but they're one of the earliest ones. But I think if it wasn't for without bad religion, a lot of what we have today, I don't think would be around. And unfortunately, I think you can even credit them with the uh, explosion of pop punk with uh, Epitaph Records, which was created by um, Brett. I can't, I don't know how to say his name. Gerwitz, the original guitar player for Bad Religion. He started Epitaph and that Epitaph had Offspring and Rancid. And they, they, they made all of those bands huge. So hmm. that was my pick and they're just one of my all time favorite bands. So how could I not pick them? <laughs> Love it. Mike, your selections. Sir? Uh, I picked uh no effects, uh, punk and Drublick. Um, I was real torn between that album or the previous one, heavy petting zoo. Um, I've always been more of a fan of, uh, the skate punk sound, uh, no effects, Pennywise. Things like that. Um, I went with Punk and Drublick because it's more their, I don't want to say breakout album because they never wanted any help from like the record company, record, um, radio, you know, radio stations and MTV and whatnot. They always did everything kind of, uh, independent. Um, I mean, they ultimately then Fat Mike started Fat Records. Um, which I do believe they're currently still recording under. But um, I think I, I left Pennywise for somebody else on the show thinking they would pick them, and nobody even picked Pennywise. So, yep. screw you, Alex. <laughs> I, I couldn't, like, uh, there's, like, two or three songs from them that I'm really into. Other than that, it's hard for me to sit through an album, I think. Mm. Mm. They're, my, they're, one of my, they're, like, my second favorite uh, in the punk realm. Listen, I still listen to Pennywise all the time. It's kind of disappointed Plus, nobody picked him. Plus, uh, Brohem kind of holds a different meaning to me because of sports, but yeah. that's another story. So, yeah. Uh, my selection was Anti Flag, and I picked Underground Network for them. And they're the first punk band that I got into, which I knew nothing about. Never saw them, never planned on seeing them. But there was three songs off this album that a buddy of mine in high school gave me. He uh, burned some random punk bands and threw them on a couple songs onto a random CD for me. And this album was the only one that was on there. And it's three songs, which I'll get into later. But it's my first introduction was, man, like, I, I need to hear that, that one, two, one, two, one, two, you know, kit sound. You know I mean, it's, it's like punk's got like a sound to me. And then you add on to that, like it's message and like them being so, I mean, it's right there in the title, anti-flag, but you know, it's, you know, totally against the grain uh, to use a bad religion uh, song, but uh, <laughs> they, they always, you know, pointed out all the shitty things that go on in this country that, you know, it's okay to be mad about and, and scream about as a kid. 
And it's stuff like I used to wear. I was such an asshole kid. I wore, you know, like a CCCP, like, you know, fucking Russian, you know, <laughs> hammer and sickle T-shirt to school. <laughs> and, you know, I had a USSR uh, Air Force shirt that I thought was badass that I bought at uh, like an army supply place, you know, one of those depots. Um, but like that's that's the band like that's their messages and that's like the stuff that I thought of like when punk and like you're supposed to piss people off, dude. And you're supposed to like go out there and and be aggressive and make people uncomfortable. And like that's what I always thought punk like message was. And then it's got a certain sound. Like the the, the bass on this album is like I that's what I need in my punk. I need to have driving bass like that. So that's mine, Doug. Ugh. All right, so I picked uh, Dead Kennedys, and um, Punk's a, I, I'll just say this, Punk's a, um, it's a tough genre because I was never completely into Punk. It was something that I had to go back to and check out because I'd have to say I grew up in the er- uh, the era of what we would consider crossover where punk and hardcore started kind of like melding with metal and it was like weird. It was Alex knows I I was really, really torn between um, uh, DRI and uh, suicidal, suicidal, which it depends on what album you listen to. As some of like suicidal is absolutely not punk, right? Uh, you go back, and yeah, absolutely it is. You know, and DRI was always seemed to me kind of straddled that line. You know what I mean? But that's the era I grew up in. But then when I started listening to Slayer and seeing uh, Jeff Hanneman having the DK decal on his guitar all the time, I'm like. I got to check these guys out. And now because it, it's it this is a tough subject for me because it would be very easy to go back and go the sex pistol. But that's not my era. That's not what I grew up with and to be honest with you I, when I first heard the sex pistols I was like this is garbage. But that's where it started from. And I guess that's why I kind of went towards the Dead Kennedys is that it had that real shitty, we don't give a fuck what the hell it sounds like sound because that's what punk was. We're not looking to get on the radio. We're not looking to do any of this shit. You know what I mean? It's just a, you know, like the Sex Pistols, fuck you, to the fucking royalty, to the royal family, all this shit, you know, it was a complete 180 where that was there. But they also had some humor to their music, you know, like the first song on that album is Take This Job and Shove It, you know what I mean? And so I'd have to say that's that's kind of why I picked them, you know, and uh I'll be completely honest with you. I probably on my iPod have every single Dead Kennedys record, but I did not listen to every single one of them. You know what I mean? It's like I 
discovered punk rock like way later and then went back and tried to catch up and realized, oh, this is it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to just catch up with this shit. So I'll just yeah. gravitate towards a couple of bands that I like and <laughs> that kind of yeah. There's there's so many different subgenres and different types of bands. Like it 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 blew up. So it, it's you'll you'll never get caught up. Right. Because once you once you start listening to one thing, that will lead you to another, and then that'll mm-hmm. lead you to five different things. But that's what Absolutely. this 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 whole the last couple of weeks, I listened to everything that we did and then some. Like I listened to like Blondie is one of the artists credited with starting the punk movement. Which when I was first told that, I was like, <laughs> come on. But then after reading into it a little bit more with like back like with CBGBs, like them and the Ramones, like it was all like the, the same era. That's it. You know, yeah, you, you don't you don't listen to Blondie and think, oh, that's punk. But Mm-mm. they they were. It was it was the attitude. And it's just uh, we're going to show up and do what we want. There, there's definitely almost like rap was or maybe I don't know if it still is or not. The East Coast and the West Coast type of stuff. That CBGB's was yeah, there's, and there's Blondie. It, 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 it's completely different than what you would think of the 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 West Coast. They they all had. It's the same yeah. with hardcore. Hardcore did the exact same thing. Yeah, when when Blondie and the Ramones and the New York Dolls are blowing up in New York, uh, in Detroit, like the Stooges and uh, what was it, M- MC Five, were yep. getting big in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yep. London had other stuff going on it wasn't the sex pistols yet sex pistols came a little after but like there's and each each region had its had its own unique sound mm-hmm. like I, I started listening to the stooges and i i loved it yeah where like the stuff from new york not not as much they're they're similar to me in the way that you described the dead kennedys dog and the stooges and the and the dead kennedys share the we don't give a fuck attitude and a lot of time our performances are kind of garbage, but oh my god, I don't. Did you guys ever hear the Germs? No, I, I know the band name. To them, but I've I know the band them. name, but I've never listened to them. They're everywhere. So the Germs, believe it or not, uh, you know who Pat Smear is from the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. And Nirvana. And Nirvana. He was in the Germs. Go back and listen to that. If you want to go and listen to a band that got some sort of popularity, I guess, literally just saying to the maximum, we don't give a shit about anything. Like, you say something wrong in the crowd, we're coming out there and we're fighting you. You know what I mean? This kind of just like, it was over the top. He came from that. But I have this live album, and it's like a bootleg LP, you know, and it's like, it's fantastic. It really is good, man, you know, but they were just, it was just outrageous stuff, man. It was just like people took it and just went way over the top with it at one point, you know, and then, you know, whatever. And then I guess you end up in Foo Fighters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sometimes that's how your story ends you just end up in the food fighters i remember yeah. when it happened to me it was so weird yeah <laughs> matt uh, your selection so my selection is um propagandi less talk more rock 
I I had a really hard time choosing, um, similar to Doug, and I think y'all saw it in the chat. I had like six messages, and they were all just like deleted except for the last one because I was torn between uh, some propaganda albums and a leftover crack album, um, <laughs> Fuck World Trade. And I ultimately decided on uh, on this propaganda um, album for a few reasons, um, but really because, to your point, Brian, it really fits my idea of punk, which is, you know, its legacy within certain subgenres to shape public discourse, um, to drive change across certain social issues, to raise awareness about them. I, again, I didn't get into punk to my mid twenties, and I feel like. I kind of got gypped in a way or like, like I kind of screwed myself because I was a new metal kid, man. I got this like pop washed, you know, radio rock. And then going back to this as an adult and thinking like, wow, like I could have been better informed by listening to this, mm. you know? So it's it it really interesting as an adult to go back to that and kind of sift through, you know, the bands that were coming out as you were growing up and, and kind of to your point, Doug, giving them a second tank and then going, Oh, I was just a stupid kid. Like I really should have dug into these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, when I listen to them, which obviously we'll get into more, but I was I was connecting the dots too. I'm like, man, like they're like, <laughs> I'm looking at like Anti Flag. I'm like, they're like they're the way they like like to sing about Greenpeace and like all these other like organizations. I'm like, yep, that they're pretty punkish to me. So good stuff there from Matt. Alex? So, a lot like Matt and Doug, I kind of went backwards a little bit, even though a lot of these bands were right under my nose the whole time with uh, hitting any one of the Tony Hawk games, basically. It was easy to grow up with listening to some of these guys. Um, but I went with uh, Rancid, Now Come the Wolves, uh, Ruby Soho, Maxwell Murder, shit like that the energy level and the bass driven tracks i love that mm-hmm. just maxwell murder alone just that intro um yeah not too much more to say on it really yep. jacka your selection we can make it four of us the people that went had to go backwards in terms of like punk because when i was like in high school i was like almost all metal and like my the punk that i had heard was like, you know, the pop, pop rock or the pop punk, like the Blink 182s, uh, the Sugar Cult, MXPX, like that stuff. And I didn't really care for it. So it wasn't until I met my wife and she was big into like no effects and leftover crack. And then that's kind of when I opened you know, myself up to like punk rock music and stuff. And, um, well, I, how I ended up with the clash was I wanted somebody, I wanted to pick a band a punk band that I had listened like almost their whole catalog for. Cause I had, I've listened a lot of no effects, but I haven't really listened to it in sequential order and everything. But um, I wanted something like that. And that's of uh, my list of bands that I've done that for. They're, they're like the most prominent one on there. I, I would have probably picked bad religion, but I got beat out on that. <laughs> it wasn't quick enough, but um, for the clash, I went with, with combat rock because I think that was their, I think that was like their best, their their most polished. Like I think that they really was the most prominent of them, other albums. And um, I would say like it was also maybe the most influential because it also it wasn't just punk 
it was also the it had like that funk type sound that almost kind of like led into like the ska subgenre coming about a little bit they could have an influence on that it was commercially bubble, but it was also like in terms of when you think about like influence among musicians because there's bands out there that are they might do good commercially but uh they might not be influential and then there's bands that are influential that i've listened to but aren't really doing that well like in terms of record sales over the years and i think that record kind of hit on both and that's and actually also, why they broke up because yeah. they hit commercially mm-hmm. the the popularity of uh um Rock the Cash Bar and Should I Stay or Should I Go? Like those songs got so popular that it clashed with their ideals, so they broke up. Uh, I see what you did there. Now that's punk. Yeah, yeah that's right. Punk. That's punk in a nutshell. <laughs> We're too popular. Those, we gotta we gotta go away now. With those two songs, and um, as all you guys, maybe not the listeners, but as you guys know, I have maybe a I don't want I wouldn't want to say a hatred, but a very strong dislike for the Clash. It's because of those two songs and hippies. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, man. You really got to stop it. <laughs> I uh, I I actually like their uh, their older stuff, but you know, it's good to have a variety of stuff. And that's and it, that's one of the things I found interesting about that album too is like mm-hmm. the 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 wide variety of influence for for the songs because there's a lot of history of you know punk being inspired by uh, like reggae and yes. and all kinds of stuff, yes. especially uh, the. Uh, guys from the clash they grew up in a uh, heavily black neighborhood right so they were inspired you know all of that stuff was part of what made them what they were right absolutely dude that l- listening to that music podcast i've re- referenced before and they're getting into all those punk bands of that era and they're specifically all the british ones and they keep talking about how there's these caribbean people that have, have, you know immigrated to england and they've set up their own neighborhoods but like dude london's not that big right like a, like everyone's close enough to everyone that you all are you know talking to each other and communicating and sharing and that's what happened is they started hearing something like dude i like that like this about this music and i like that about this music i mean but then you have you know irish punk which is very much just irish <laughs> celtic punk it is what it is yeah, yeah. flag of molly comes to mind they did not get represented at all in this um that's, that's another okay. genre, huh? That's okay. I they were they were one of the bands that was on that mix CD that I had. You know what I mean? It, it went from that like straight in after, after listening, you know, to Anaphylae, you go right into like Salty Dog or something. <laughs> so I don't know. Backtrack, like backtrack a second with uh, the Clash. Like first time I heard Rock the Cash, but I had no fucking clue it was them. Right. Mm. The quality of the recording and everything shot up seemingly from one album to the next crazy yeah right is it them that, yeah. is it the Flash that does bank robber yeah i like i do like that song i don't know what was that, I don't uh, songs of bands i like the clash <laughs> I is know the clash or i don't know if i like that i only know the name of that song from a, a movie <laughs> yeah what movie was that god damn it rock and roller yes oh yeah guy ritchie fucking film all guy ritchie movies are great mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I think we talked about this last episode, our last episode. Um, well, it's possible. We, we we're gonna keep talking about punk as we go along here, but let's let's get into the battle itself. Uh, so coming in last place, we're gonna start from the bottom, work our way up. Coming in last place, 
Like, how do you feel about no effects being at the bottom? Oh, it is, man. No? Music is subjective. So, they received a seven, a pl- seven place vote, a fifth, a fourth. You only work on the highest vote. Yep, sorry. Okay. okay. Interesting. Don't think too much about it. I don't want to give anything away, but I find it interesting that uh, he did not select his own album as the number one. So I have my reason for that, too, but yeah, that'll be later. Okay. So thoughts on this album um, before we play it? I So a lot of... And if you want the to give artists, me your ranking, you can say it now. A lot of the artists that were chosen for this, if the same artist was, was chosen but a different album, it would have completely changed my rankings. And this was this was one of them. I had my one and two set. I had my six and seven set. Then the three in the middle, I, dude, I, I it took me a long time to figure out those three. So I just kind of threw them in there because I could have interchanged any of them and it wouldn't have met, it wouldn't have made a difference to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like no effects. I enjoy them. Um, this one, maybe not as much as some of like the earlier stuff, but I, uh, I like it. I think, I think it's another one that shows that has the, um, Variety shows the variety of influence that have been on different park art, punk artists throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Like you categorize them as skate punk. Yes. Um, is, and you said that's a genre that you prefer. Yeah. What are other bands that fall into that category for you? Like, so, I mean, I already stated Pennywise. Pennywise. Um, <clears throat> Alan Collins. <laughs> Okay. I don't know these bands. Tony Hawk will teach you something, man. I, I But I own Tony Hawk, too. I don't remember it. I don't remember. <laughs> Apparently, I turned off the music. Dead Religion was on that one. Were they? They were. I Want to Conquer the World. Well, which one did a CKY appear on? Was it that one? I don't know. Second one, I believe. I can't do this again. But let me ask you guys something. So this album came out in 1994, and to me, somebody who doesn't listen to a lot of skater punk this album very much felt ahead of its time both in the influences that were brought into their stylings um into the phrasing so like they used a lot of really long harmonic phrase or melodic phrases um the vocal harmonies which at times were like reminiscent of like the beach boys like it just felt like its own thing was that common in 1994 or like were they the ones leading that you know, that, I, th- I feel like that type of style is pretty. It was pretty common. Uh, well, Bad Religion has music. famously said, you know, Greg had had said like they asked about like influences and how they came up with how they wanted the sound and and this when they're singing and stuff and especially singing together. They said like the way you guys harmonize so well, and they do like Bad Religion's harmonies are fantastic. He yeah. said it's like Beach Boys stuff. He goes, yeah. you know, I'm listening as a kid. You know, and I was like, it's incredible what the human voice can do, and they wanted to use it as another instrument, which I yeah would say uh, that's one of their highlights, I think, as, as mm. a band. Yeah, and I, I feel like you hear a lot of, I don't know, I have, I've always described it as like um, 
like a like a like a surfer riff like 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 there's just like a certain sound that like you think of like you know probably you know like from like the beach boys like there's a certain technique and sound that you hear on guitar it just makes me think of like surfing and i hear i've heard that a lot in punk throughout the years so it's 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 that type of stuff has always been pretty prominent i think yeah uh i do have the the rankings here for each person but um i need a clarification uh doug and jerica who had them seven and who had them at two i had two. Oh, go ahead go ahead Dave. i had them at two Okay, so I'm going to put a little DJ next year. I go. almost had him at one. Nice. I almost had him at eight. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Doug, Doug, Doug I'm down. I'm sorry. There I it is right I, there. I, I brought his down. You get a seven, and it brings you down. So I'll just run through it real quick. So I, I had them fourth. Uh, Doug just said his, uh, a seven, and Gallardo only had him as high as two. Um, Matt Edwards had him at four after much deliberation. Uh, Jarka, as he stated, was second uh, place ranking, which is very, very high. And Nate has him as four as well, and Alex five. So Alex actually kind of picked. You were the correct. If we were trying to match what the average is, uh, Alex, you win. So yeah, what's up? You're so average. <laughs> average Alex. <laughs> well done. Oh. oh, finally got a better nickname. Was it Rumpucket? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what ended up happening to me, and I and you guys know I've talked about like I don't care about lyrics, but when the music is just not for me, I end up picking on the lyrics even more. And I was like, this dude's just a stand-up comedian. Like he, he just keeps oh, saying funny shit. Don't ever go to their live show. Why? No, oh, he gets so, oh, it's hilarious. Oh, he gets so drunk he yeah. can't perform. Not even that. No, no, no. They could perform. There's usually roasting of people in the crowd. Uh, oh? Me and, the, me and two buddies at the House of Blues in Cleveland were subject of said roasting. Once we were uh, – we, we got called uh, Duck Dynasty Chia Pets. That was cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they kept coming back to us. And, like, growing up uh, and seeing them on, like, Warp Tour and knowing that that was part of their set and seeing them so many times, I was like, I hope I'm never that guy. I'm totally putting your face on a Chia Pet. Thanks, man. Just just don't take the shots when they do Koki the Clown. Oh, he does, they, he does, they don't, they don't do that. Koki the Clown is his own thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I know. <laughs> you know, can, can I make a comment real quick? First. It, uh, you know. I'll, I, I'll say this, and I hope all you guys hate me for it and whatever. Just say it real quick. Fuck you, Doug. The thing, the thing that gets me about punk and always has is a couple of things. Is that I guess when you get an idea about a style of music and the way it's supposed to be, then you tend to just go okay, well, this is what it's supposed to sound like, okay? And, yes, it evolves and changes and all that other stuff. Speaking just for myself, when I think a singer is trying to use a fake British accent, it drives me fucking crazy. Oh. Which you guys... You guys might not think that NoFX does that. But when I listen to it, 
And I listened to every single record again today, every one from beginning to end. There's a couple of records on here, a couple of bands on here. It's like, oh, why are you doing this? And this is why I hated Blink-182. I'm like, you sound like you're trying to put a British accent on your lyrics here. And you're trying to sound like a 12-year-old boy. And I'm like, no, man. No, 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 no. Right off the bat. I don't care what the lyrics are. I don't care what guitar sounds like. I don't care anything. You could sing about flowers in, uh, dancing around a maypole. I don't care. It, it, it's just the attitude behind the lyrics. If I'm not feeling it, I hate it. I, I just do. I it, And like I said, it doesn't have anything to do with the words. And I want to say I hate no effects. Because I don't hate no effects any more than I hate rancid. Oh. <laughs> but it's just and me. out come the wolves. I will. I can. I. I, I can. See, I can see where you're coming from with that. Uh, to me, I never. I never got the the impression of them trying to replicate like a British accent. To me, it's just the. Uh, so punk stemmed from the public being able to easily get musical equipments and you know musical equipment and everybody and their brother could start playing in the garage and form a band. So that's going to breed a music that doesn't really have a whole lot of talent behind it. Absolutely. And like and that's that's like that's part of the whole thing of of punk. So 100% yeah. So to me, like the that that vocal style, it, be, it became its own style, stems from being inspired by these bands who just they, they couldn't actually sing. Like they didn't have a voice, so it was more just kind of like shouting into the mic with like this, you know, like trying to sound like you're singing. Like that's 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 how that's how I always that's what I always get picked up from it. I get you. I, I'm following you, man. Yeah. I totally am, but I, you know, if, if if I'm being truthful, that what you're describing to me is not what I think some of these bands are at no. all, and, okay. and just in just in my version. And like I said, I will come back and say I am not the hugest punk fan. Do you know that Fat Mike, the uh, bass player singer for for No Effects, he was asked who he thought the best punk band ever was. Did you know about this, Mike? Do you know what his answer was? No effects. No, bad religion. Oh, did he? See that yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say, um, I've never heard that in Fat Mike's vocals. But uh I was gonna say I thought he was from Brooklyn, but he's not. He's originally from Massachusetts, which wouldn't you know, he's got a lot to overcome with speaking as it is. <laughs> Sorry, Boston people. Oh, you're not. Patriots. Well, we have a decision to make for the next place. Um, a battle between the sixth and the fifth in our ranking here. So I need to know who is higher. Just tell me who is higher, Nate. The Clash or Dead Kennedys? In the the tiebreaker list? Yes. Um, higher is the Dead Kennedys. Is it closest to one? 
Yeah, D- Dead Kennedys is higher. Okay, so we're talking about the Clash. That would be you, Darga. Um, yep. Coming in sixth in our rankings. What what do we uh, what, what do we think about this ranking? Well, it was in last, so I guess I got that going. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm just looking at the sunny side. Yeah. Um my my favorite song on this, and the reason why I put it, I I, I was I go I wanted this thinking I wasn't actually going to put it as number one, and then I heard straight to hell and i'm like this is the best song i've heard on all these albums this is at least the opening part of that 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 riff in the beginning i just like this is so freaking cool this is all right i gotta keep it at one i'm putting it at one screw it so that's why i had to do it there that's i really don't have much more to add about that one that this i'll go ahead doug oh i I just want to say real quick this this album to me was the most interesting out of all of them because I did hear Rock the Casbah and all that, you know, the popular songs, you know, and I never really listened to this record. So when it came up, I'm like, here's my chance to figure out what is making this band so popular. Now, I will say this, that the Clash in my list finished way higher than sixth. And not be well, maybe I'm going against everything that this whole thing is against is about because I don't really think they're that punky. But damn, that was a great record, man. It's a great record. I'm like, I can't deny how good this album is. And the only reason why that they finished so low on my list is because it's like, okay, this is about punk rock, but I don't really consider them punk rock, you know? They're more... Everybody in seventh place. This album album right here just seemed like, oh, we're getting to the birth of Sky and type of things like that. And to me, at least, you know, I remember being really young and those songs coming out, and they were popular as all get out, man. You couldn't get away from the Clash when when that album came out. And I will and say, I, I think the Clash album was the only album we listened to that wasn't strictly bar chords. Yeah, you're pro- you're probably right <laughs> on that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I get it, man. You know, but believe me, I do not hate this record. I actually am probably going to keep this downloaded on my Spotify and erase most everything else. But this, this record was really good, man. It really was. I had this ranked sixth on my list. And this is one how I said earlier, how if different albums were chosen by the same bands, my rankings would have been completely different. If a different album by them was chosen, they probably would have been a lot higher for me. I just, it's, it's my least favorite by them. I'm not, I'm not a, a Clash scholar at all. Um, I've the last couple of weeks is the most I've ever listened to them. But a lot of the bands that we picked, I'd, I listened to what the album that you guys picked, and then I'd go back and listen to some of their other stuff, their older stuff, just especially that early stuff because I wanted to see what about them was responsible for 
starting the punk movement, especially with the clash, because they were one of the early ones and their earlier stuff is a lot more punky sounding to me. Um, and yeah, there, the, this album was much more refined and there was more to it musically. I just, I just didn't like it that much. It just, one thing I did like about the list that we all came up with is we all came up with different eras. And if they were with, if it wasn't a different era of punk, it was, it covered that time frame of punk. Like I think yeah. uh, Propagandi, I think that was what, 96, I said? Yeah. 96. 96 and 94. And uh, Rancid, I think I'll was what, 98 or 99? Yeah. Uh, we, Somewhere in there, but it's like that covered. Outside of you know Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day, and you know SR Seventy One or whatever, like we covered like all that was punk rock then. It was just an interesting list. Yeah, our our picks ranged from nineteen eighty two to two thousand and one. I think I think Anti Flag was the most recent. I think that came out in two thousand one. So that's that's a pretty good chunk of time right there. Like that's Clash that, was you know. 70s? That, well, Combat Rock was their last album. Oh, so that was the, that, that was their last one. Yeah, yeah. That's I, that that album they they broke up because of it because they got too popular and it clashed with their ideals. So they called it quits after that. I mean, if we made an album that was that, I'd say Let, that's it. We're done. Brian, I don't, I've always been quick to uh, call people on uh, on selling out, and well, this 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 on its own could be a topic, uh, but Should if be. I ever would have had the chance to sell out <laughs> and make money playing music for a living, fuck yeah, I would sell out like that. <laughs> that's right, Robbie Goo. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the distinguishing factors. Something that makes punk really unique, right? Is the idea is that you don't sell out, right? Where that's the goal is not to, whereas with other genres, it can be to commoditize it, right? So I think that in of itself, um, and especially when we talk about like bands like The Clash, uh, I think it was Dougie, you raised the point, which was, you know, it was, it was it was experimental. It really wasn't your idea of punk when you think of punk. And so for that reason, I think it was a little less relatable, but just still as awe-inspiring, Mm. There were so many unique ideas on that album, so many things that were mm-hmm. well done and just well executed. And but that doesn't we're rating best, you know, top pop punk album, not yeah. best composed or. Well, an album doesn't go down in history as a is one of you know that album. Everybody knows that record. I mean, you know what I mean? Everybody knows of The Clash, even to this day. And and it's because of that record. Yes. So it, that in itself is like, I mean, it's a fantastic record. It really is. I saw... So whatever found, you want to lump it into is, you know, us six of us, you know. Right. Yeah. I found I found a bunch of lists from, like, um, like Revolver Magazine and, like, a, a bunch of those uh, types of magazines that ranked their top 40 punk albums of all time and the clash were on every single one of these, but it wasn't, it wasn't that album. It was, it might've been their first one, um, but it wasn't combat rock that they had on their lists. So they're, they're definitely recognized as being like one of the biggest punk bands ever. 
Yeah, I I don't ever need to listen to The Clash. <laughs> it's not for me. It, and and the songs that are popular off this album made me want to punch things. <laughs> it, I, it was, I played it. It was, it was like 97 Rock. I'm like, I want to, if I could physically punch 97 Rock, I would. Because of all the, the garbage I've heard on that station over the years. And, and the funny thing about that, Brian, is this, is that 97 Rock is the only radio station that's keeping that, that shit alive. And so, yes, I, I, I get that. But when that came out, that was on every single radio station that was in existence. And I want all played it. it I, wasn't hope, I hope if I lived back then uh, and, and I was like a teenager, it would still make me very angry. Well, it wouldn't. But, I mean, you know, back when – when did that record come out in? 82? 82. 82. So I was – dude, I was 12. So Van, was negative Van Halen's, Van Halen's uh, out, right? Right. Oh my God! Yes. So, so I can I'm twelve, to and there's I'm, I'm not listening. There's, <laughs> dude, on the dial, there's six rock stations. Right. Do you know what I'm saying, dude? And you're picking which one's the greatest because you know why? Because the DJs used to be able to play what the hell they wanted to play, man. There was no there was no list. It wasn't everybody wasn't owned by one company. And here you go. This is the popular songs. It was like no. But everybody played a record because it was good. That was it. It was hands down. It was just a great record. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved that song. Whatever, man. I'm not going to get into whatever, but let's start punk. <laughs> no. I'm getting angry. <laughs> I get angry because it's like, you know, because because nowadays, dude, everything is just so – it's just – yeah, dude. It, it, just the way you – people are – have access to music it's just it's just bs man it really is the bad news for all these bands when i listen to them is i am a i love listening to different kinds of music and i have i my listening goes all over the place from like i said before straight up folk to straight up death metal like mm-hmm. I, that is where I, everything in between is. I, I will listen to you and give you a chance for country and classical uh but um Mostly the classical you hear on the radio because it's just there's no there's the percussion man we're leaving us out where's the timpani anywho um, my my problem with when I listen to the Clash is just it I would for this album um, and I did listen to some prior because of that podcast I listened to it's just not my kind of punk it, there's it's not snappy it's not in your face aggressive lyrics it's it's none of that like. A little bit, they dip their toes a little bit into it. You know what I mean? Being a little pissed off that in the seventies, living in London, it was kind of a shitty place to live. Like the economy was in the tank, just like over here in the U.S. was. You know, gas prices were a huge problem there too. There was a gigantic garbage strike. You know what I mean? And like, so there was garbage all over London, and you know they they did epitomize that. But when I compared it to the bands that I want to listen to, I just would never choose to listen to them. So. That's for me. Most most of what we picked will fall under like American hardcore punk genre, um, like the heavier, more aggressive stuff. Like you're like you're describing is considered hardcore. It's hardcore punk. Um, so like that's that's what you're drawn to. Where that the a lot of the earlier stuff isn't like the Stooges. I think is the first 
like real like heavy like fast in your face type type stuff well and i always have to remember like who these people were listening to like the the class were listening to the beatles you know what i mean like when when well, they were growing up like these they they were there for all that great music in the 60s you know what i mean so they're what they listened to and wanted to pull inspiration from you know is stuff yeah. that i love so maybe the a little sex pistols were one of the, the clash's biggest uh influences too to start getting into like like the punky punky sound except for they're the biggest posers in punk right mike what's that the sex pistols yeah nope sex posers. <laughs> listen the damn other name for dick they're better we're gonna talk about the damn someday but not not today i'm glad i'm glad nate checked them out that was cool uh, tied for this spot, unfortunately, is the dead Kennedys, Doug. Um, so you you actually bumped up one spot thanks to our mystery guest, and um, dead Kennedys, influential in my opinion. But uh, why this album, and how are you feeling about us not loving dead Kennedys? I, I I'm not pissed off, but I, I, you know. This is the punk rock episode. You should be pissed off. What? I know. (laughs) It's pissed off, and now I'm going offline. So they, to me, are just like... Dial up? (laughs) Yeah. Go pick up the phone, Dad. (laughs) But, um, like I said, in the world that I live in, I wanted to pick somebody that felt... As much authentic to me as I could get to, but also somebody that I wasn't familiar with. Do you know, or, or not, I'm, I'm putting this wrong. I wanted to be familiar with this band, but I also wanted to be the most authentic that I thought. So that's why I picked the Dead Kennedys, because yes, I did listen to the Dead Kennedys. And to me, I think they're the most authentic punk band in the group. But everybody has their own opinion, but um, oh, sorry. Somebody's calling me <laughs> from some unknown state. Anyways, you know, that's, you, that's you could go like back. You could go back. Oh, yeah, I know. You could go <laughs> back and, you know, I could go back and just pick. I, I could have picked the Sex Pistols. I mean, do you know any punk band before the Sex Pistols? I don't know. I don't. They're the oldest ones I know. They suck. They're horrendous. I don't like them. I don't listen to them. So why would I pick them? <laughs> so this is why I picked the Dead Kennedys. Uh, I wish someone else would have and... picked the Sex Pistols so <laughs> myself right. and Mike could just completely shit all over them. <laughs> right. And, and, but... Oh, I wish, Doug, I, I I agree with uh, with your reasoning behind picking them, and that's why when I rank these, I put them second. Oh yeah. The the first time that I listened, so I I've heard the Dead Kennedys before we did this little exercise, but I wasn't like super familiar with them. And the first mm-hmm. time I listened to it, I heard the dude's voice, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Dude, absolutely. Joe's yeah. voice is like. But Rare. then, the more I listened to it. Dude, I have been listening to them nonstop. Like I've I've fallen in love with it. I absolutely love it. Um, and then I was unsure of like my rankings and stuff. 
And then I started reading up on them a little bit. That dude ran for mayor of San Francisco. Yep. He was finished say, wasn't he like That's right. stupidly smart? Yeah. His, his, his platform was banning cars and sending the unemployed to rich neighborhoods to panhandle. Like that was his plan. And he finished in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> and they also, so for their, their second album, the title of it is escaping me. Um, for the promotion for it, they had a poster. And in that poster, they used artwork from some dude. And that artwork contained penises and assholes. So they got charged with distributing pornography to minors. So while the album that you picked, when that was coming out, they were going to court and battling this, which ended up being ending in a hung jury, which I just thought it was funny that a court case involving penises ended in a hung jury. (laughs) The schoolyard humor there. But uh, (laughs) um, that was... uh, Oh, I don't fucking remember now. That's that's the infamous uh, Fra- Frankenchrist. Right. Was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankenchrist. Okay. They they um, went to battle with Tipper Gore, man. Yeah. Tipper, and, Tipper and Gore they, got on a high horse, and she one by one lost to all these great rock and roll legends. Yeah. And it's he awesome. came out. So you you hear their songs, you know, take this job and shove it. You know, <laughs> you, you hear these songs where he's just got this attitude and just sounds like a stupid fucking punk kid, right? But then he gets up there for like a testimony. And he was one of the most well-spoken, like smartest sounding guys that, that they had. And that took, mm-hmm. I think, everybody by surprise. Yeah. And I don't know, like they, they are like punk, like the attitude and everything. And it's not just them whining and bitching about like politics. Like dude ran for mayor. Like he's in it. Like he's doing what he can right. to make the changes, whether or not I agree with the changes he's trying to make is one thing, but that, you know, that, that's, that's not important in, in this whole thing, but I just thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm well, glad John, somebody enjoyed it. Well, no, it, <laughs> it, it's, oh, funny, it's funny, Doug, that I actually did. I had them at, at seven, uh, the lowest it can go, but I would never come out and say that I hate the dead Kennedys mm-hmm. because Jello and the way he embraced the idea of being a, a punker, you know what I mean? To he, he embodied it and carried it like that brand so well that the dead Kennedys are goddamn fucking punk. That's what mm-hmm. they are. It's awesome. And mm-hmm. I, so, you know, when I think of like just their logo, you know what I mean? They have mm-hmm. an iconic logo, and so I don't enjoy his voice, and I don't always enjoy the songs. But if you showed me the entire catalog, I probably enjoy I don't know like a dozen songs. Probably an album's worth. Probably an album's be worth. Like you know, a regular oh. album's worth like ten right. songs. Right, like uh, Jarga, you had a Facebook post. What's your favorite album from Dead Kennedys, or what was your favorite song? And I, I took the the I went low. But it's because of Tony Hawk. Um, you know, did, uh, it's a holiday in Cambodia, and it. I love the 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 reason he wrote that song, because of his parents being these liberal professors that always put him in to thinking about like the impoverished and and there's always someone that's got it worse. And he he, he you know he learned about these horrible conditions in Cambodia and he wanted to like take a shot at all these rich people in America. It's like, shut the fuck up. You don't have it bad. You know what I mean? You could be in Cambodia right now. You know what's going on over there? And 
And so, like, that's so fucking punk rock to me. That's what punk's to me. So, even though I had to put him at seven, and Doug ran away because of it. Um, <laughs> the problem, the problem yeah. with what happened with them. Just to go through their rankings, they caught a seven from me, and they caught a seven from Mike, and they got a six from Matt Edwards and a six from Alex, and that sunk them. But Doug hit him at one, Nate two, and Jarka hit him at three. So if it wasn't for us being assholes, uh, the Dead Kennedys probably would have been like middle of the pack. Yeah, you're not being assholes, but I was kind of mad that I had to listen to <laughs> 22 tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, Brian said that the same thing. He's like, everybody's record's like 23 minutes long, and of course Doug picks up 42 minute long. No, no, album. no, no. I what I was commenting on. I'm like, it's it's a 22 track album, but it only takes you 41 minutes minutes to listen to it. Oh, I got you. I was is, just gonna say that. Yeah, like one two minute songs, and I was like, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. If somebody ever picks like a Dream Theater album for me to listen to, I'm out. <laughs> I'm doing it. Sorry. And the funny thing is, is you fast forward a little bit, and some grindcore albums were like that too, man. I'll get you. I'll get you some oh, between the buried and me. Yeah, consecutively. I was gonna say that's a talent. I can dig it. Two or three songs at once. Probably can't do that, but no. Well, not a bad place uh, coming in at fifth. Uh, could be worse, as Charka said at six. So not you're not the no effects uh, crowd here. Sorry, Mike. It's all right. How punk rock is that? Last place. What's up? Yeah. Uh, coming. They've in always at, been the underdogs. Coming in. Fourth place, Propagandi, Matt Edwards. Fourth place. For for how about this, ready? Guaranteed, the majority of us besides you had no idea who these guys were. That's right? true. Did everyone say yes? Raise your hand. I heard, I, I, I I heard of them. With him. I heard of the name. Until he, uh, and confirmed. Them. Okay, so, like, oh, yeah, Propagandi. The, yeah. the least listened to band, I would imagine, mm-hmm. um, Smaller band for sure. Um, it's funny because I just discovered them maybe like four or five years ago. Um, so, you know, Doug, we were talking about that previously. We, we got into punk later in life. Um, a few things that were really interesting about this band and this album specifically. I chose this album because it is definitely their most, from like a lyrical standpoint, the most uncomfortable album to listen to. If you read the lyrics, I don't know if if anybody did. Um, yeah, it's, they're they're out there. <laughs> yeah, man, they're pretty radical. And I mean, the album confronts everything from like injustice, inequality, um, sustainability, sexuality, the history of our country. And while I don't necessarily agree with their stances on certain political issues, I mean, you know, they're they're your you know run-of-the-mill, hardcore, social, libertarian, Noam Chomsky punks, right? Like, <laughs> that, was a, that was a thing, right? So, like, I don't, I don't agree with them 100%, but the, the courage and the conviction that this band had, um, just to give you a little bit of background on this album, so they released their first album, and they were touring on that, and they realized that a lot of skinheads were showing up to their shows. And so... Um, they were really uncomfortable with that, right? So uh, it, I'm thinking, like, I, this isn't what it how it played out, but I always think, like, that scene in American History X where they're at that punk show, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, that punk band on this. Like, that's what I'm envisioning in my head. Um, 
And so when they released their second album, uh, they became much more political. Um, and uh, along the border of the album, it said anti-fascist, gay positive, pro-feminist, animal friendly. This is in the 90s. To put that on an album cover, they lost the majority of their fans. Like overnight, they were just like, I'm done. And uh, they continued to release albums that were just, if not more radical and political. And for me, the courage to do something like that during that time, to be that overtly political, to stand up for equality in that kind of way, um, to put yourselves in, in, in harm's way, right? Like, in the, I say that in the 90s, like, oh, they're punks in the 90s. They're having to deal with skinheads, right? Like, this is something that each Well, generation... they did. They would show up at their shows waiting to try trying to beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, but I but I say that and in, in, in failing to you know mention right like generations before with with blues and jazz musicians right like it was much worse for them. But um, you know just to get that background on it and to to hear the stories of how this album came to be and you know it it deals with every issue out there and in such a way that was you know, radical for the time that it was written. And and I just love that about it for as much as I don't always agree with, you know, a hundred percent of the way, the things that are being said, same for leftover crack, right? It's just, man, the courage to release something like that is, is in my mind, one of the best signs of an artist. Like that's what we should aspire to, to say things that make people, um, think about their beliefs and their values and and you know i I just don't i don't see that enough these days and maybe because it isn't as necessary as it was then but you know to challenge the ideas of their fan base directly i mean that to me is you know that's a hard thing to do it's not like selling out where there's a payout you know like you're standing for something and and you risk losing everything and you continue doing that like to Mm -hmm. me that is that's to be applauded Oh yeah. Yeah. See this is this is to me, this is this whole situation here with this punk genre was such a tough thing because there's so much to like like take in and dissect and to absorb that you know like this two and three spot was like it it was a tough decision to me and no matter what this propaganda was such a pleasant surprise to me i mean they had on that album they just got tunes that are just it's just music and my man's just preaching almost you know he's just like this is how fucked up shit is man and you guys need to just be aware of it and that's it i mean that's just what it is you know and here it is. It, it's a song. It's not even a song. It's just like, I'm going to take the time to say, this is what's going on. You guys need to open your eyes, whatever his opinion might be. And then they go into a song and it was great music. I, I, I really liked this record a lot. I really did. Doug had them at three. And yeah, it, it was it was a two, three, and if you gave us another week, I might have changed my mind on a couple of these bands. I might have, huh? you know what I mean? It's just a lot to take in, man. Damn, Brian. 
and everybody. <laughs> well, I I personally gave this also a three, and I had never listened to them before. Um, but they uh, right away the music it, it clicked with me. Like, yeah, that sounds like punk. That sounds like mm-hmm. the punk I listen to. That mm-hmm. that sounds like you know the late nineties, maybe early two thousands punk, and it's doesn't it hit every note and there's they got a little bit of a poppy punk to them you know a little more than like some other bands we uh are still to talk about but, at times yeah uh but the message you know what i mean like the second that i started like looking up them i'm like who are these guys like, what's their deal and then two things happened in the album the line put put my nuts on a nazi's nazi's chin I think it was uttered, which I was like right away, that's punk rock, that fucking rules. (laughs) And then I heard in between songs, Noam Chomsky's voice, come on. I was like, I was like, I feel like Matt picked this almost for me. (laughs) (laughs) Finding his discussions about Noam Chomsky uh, in the past. So uh, if you guys don't know, he's just a modern day philosopher that's just roughly how i'll put Noam Chomsky. yeah and then there's the reference to howard's ends a people history of the united states their song a people's history of the world which is a, mm. another really good reference there put my i gotta listen i gotta which one what song do you think that was where you said put his nuts on a nazi's chin let me google <laughs> yeah. it i think i'm not on my work computer this was the song man <laughs> i bet it says it was... nazi in the title it was called Breakfast with an Appetizer. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's bacon. Take a ride on the Propagondola. <laughs> it's the dad, sh- uh, dad joke hour. Yeah, but didn't... Sh- I thought you were trying yeah, to... I, it. it was I'm called... probably the only one here without a kid. Oh, the only good fascist is a dead fascist. That's it. That's it. Yep. That makes sense. I thought it was called Cloris Leachman's Brunch. <laughs> about kind of Lisa's rice. Anyone else's uh, thoughts on this album? I I had him ranked seventh, so I'm probably responsible for dropping them. I I you, thought Alex. they were Alex they were the most. What's that? Alex also had him. I said. Yeah, I thought they were the most pop punky sounding album that we had picked, and I didn't. Oh, uh, not everything that's not bad religion is pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I didn't uh, didn't like that too much. And to me, like that's for me that the 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 content of the songs is now. I'm not as familiar with their background, but they're more to me. They're more of the the band that's just bitching and whining about things, bringing attention to it, which is is good. <laughs> But a lot of it was just bitching and whining, and I, I, I don't enjoy that very much. Like it's just not, I don't know, not enjoyable for me to listen to. Where a lot of the other, a lot of the other bands, like, would have their message and would act, you know, do what they could to actually act on the message, not just. There's also the hypocritical factor where he's bitching about capitalism, making money, playing in a band. So there's that too. <laughs> but they're Canadian. 
<laughs> this is true. This thing about hockey that 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 got him some bonus points. There, yeah, there's cool. a Wayne Gretzky uh, there, what reference in the those lyrics? I don't know yeah, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I caught that. <laughs> I didn't I, I, I didn't I didn't hate it. It's just it just was my was my least favorite. For me it's for me the love comes from the 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 social and and political aspect of it. Um so lyrics to me were everything and the music kind of came second. So I never thought they would make first place. Um I I mean especially because they're such a divisive band, right? The things they say. Um I was expecting at least one person to be like, yeah, seven. So that's, that's not, yeah, that's not surprising <laughs> to me at all. But but again, I I think I think that's a good sign, right? Like with the Clash, even I I gave them a six. But like they're a divisive band because what they did was was so out there. And I'm not trying to say they're both apples to apples, but just to say that we need more of that divisive music. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that 100. percent Alex, you had them at seven. Anything that yeah. Bit of an acquired taste, I think, for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to acquire the taste. I don't know if I'll ever listen to. Yeah. <laughs> not because I, them... like, I enjoyed the songs enough. Like they're totally like, yeah, I like this. I can listen to this. But at the same time, how much time do I have in my life to devote to bands that have been around for 30 years and I missed the boat on? I don't know. Maybe I will. That's that's the hardest part of this. I find is a lot of this music is written for a very specific time and place that we're, we're not a part of most of us. Right. Um, right. And so like going back to it and trying to keep that in mind, it, it, it really makes it hard to be relatable. Um, and I don't know, that was just something that I struggled with, especially with Den Kennedy's. And, and again, I'm recognizing all of the great things um, that, that they've done. Um, it, it was just really hard for me to connect with. Yeah, they were kind of middle of the pack in voting here. So, um, and that's where they sit in the rankings. Next up, we have a tie to figure out. So, Nate, uh, who is higher on the list? Uh, is it Anti-Flag or is it Rancid? Uh, hold, please. My list disappeared. Where is he? Where are you? Um, bum, 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 bum. What is it? Uh, anti-flag or rancid? Rancid yeah. tire. Okay. So then my band comes next. So anti-flag and the album I picked, Underground Network, uh, comes in where I'm okay. Uh, I thought more people. I thought more people liked them. Like to me, to like I was like. Yeah, Mike like doesn't like them, and I'm like, I don't understand. I do like them. That's the difference. Oh, what what was your <laughs> in the group chat about then? I was just giving you shit. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I actually that's what you meant. <laughs> I, I should probably check the ranking first of you first, huh? They were uh, my number two, Brian. Just number quick. two. I actually had them. Oh, uh, you got to say Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania's say. own anti-flag. They are from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They make sure everybody knows it at every show. Oh, that's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> I'd say no less than six times. My um my selection caught a lot of middle of the pack votes here. We got three fives, uh a three, three twos, and then Dave uh, David Jarka, uh <clears throat> a seven, sir. I could have won this thing without your seven. If you could have given me at least <laughs> five, hell yeah, dude. I would have had a chance here. Nice seven. 
Explain <laughs> <Clean> yourself. <laughs> With your mic on. Oh, no, we can't hear Mike. Or, or you can't hear your mic. No. It's that salted no. Josh Allen meat that's on his. <laughs> Josh yeah. Allen there? No, still can't no, hear. Still got gotcha. All right, hold on. I'm on. It's on mute. Oh, oh there you are. Oh, you hear me now? Okay. Oh, he muted you to ask you about the oh, seven no, vote. I did not mute you. I was checking <laughs> to see. I was off mute. I was just going to send him to the waiting room if I had to, but. I was off mute on my end. Um, uh, I put him at seven because of all the bands that I've listened to, they I like it. It sounded sound fine to me. But of all the bands I listen to, they're probably the last one I've actually ever got to listen around. So by the time that I got to listening to them, it was like, I've kind of heard this before. It really didn't kind of, so it didn't really stick out to me. Punk fatigue, it's a thing. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that it was cliche. It sounded cliche to me, but it just, it, sound, it didn't really, like, I didn't, it didn't, didn't come out and grab me. Like, I didn't, I didn't really feel that way when I, when I listened to it. Okay. Well, you could have picked a later album where it was kind of poppy. See, it's funny because I that's kind of some of the stuff I did because I, I was pretty sure the album I wanted to pick. One that turn coats on. Yeah. It's a good album, though. I do like it. It's got its moments, but it doesn't it doesn't stand out as a punk album. To me. Anyways, um, I, I think that I was just exposed to them so early and I didn't really have a, a taste for punk. So when my friends were in a band called the Spits with two T's, no Z though, respect to them for not using a Z. <laughs> it could have been worse. Um, but when they were in a punk band and I was listening to them practice and stuff like that, and then I started whatever the hell music we played, Nate, way early in the day after Dead Fireman's Jacket. But um you know, those early influences of punk where I just like, I just want to hear a drum and it's going to sound crappy just because whatever, but I like that. All right. I don't need it all the time. And that's why I listen to other genres. But I don't want to hear it. In, in those 10 tracks, or whatever you play, I need to hear that represented at some point. Also, you mean I want to hear, I want to hear your big. <laughs> 30 tracks over 30, 30, 30 minutes. One minute and 30 second tracks. <laughs> I want to hear your bass sometimes take the lead and they're driving the melody. I need to hear that. And if at some point I don't hear that, I don't really think you're playing punk. Also, I don't want your voice to sound that good. It can't sound terrible, but it can't sound that good. And I always saw his voice was like, oh, that's like a really punky voice. Like, if you were going to pick out, as Jar already said, a very stereotypical and almost like I don't know, like plucked out of the you know the genre and say this is a representation of what a punk singer sounds like, bloop, and just like set it in somewhere. You know, that's how he sounds to me, and I I like that. But I also haven't listened to this album in probably over fifteen twenty years. <laughs> See if Doug brought it up, you know, I don't know what's up with these punk singers trying to sound like they're English, British, whatever he said. Yeah, mm-hmm. at Island Nation. And he didn't say it about no effects, and he waited till now. I'd be like, I can kind of hear that, huh? I yeah, I, I hear it the most. <clears throat> I heard it the most in Andy Vlag and uh, Rancid, obviously. Like he's very much got that heavy, just like whatever, just blah. Now, like, Rancid, voice. they sing like they're they're they drank a fifth of something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, they got like that that similar that similar sound though, where it's just 
not good, but it's it fits the the, the style. And do you think that's because everyone's trying to pay homage to like the Sex Pistols in a way, right? Like the founders and the Damned. Yeah, like is is that is that why? Do you think? I think it's Maybe. just that's it's where they get their that's inspiration potential. from. Yeah, right? so it's it's, like it's gonna it's gonna bleed into a lot of stuff, and some people will take that the inspiration heavier than others. So I think I, I, I think that's what you can you know trace it back to is just well, inspiration. If, if that Clash record wasn't so. I didn't enjoy the Clash record so good. They would have switched places with Antiplatic. They would have been a step higher. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. They were average. They they didn't suck. They weren't great. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think didn't hate them. Like, I didn't love them. You know, they were like twenty years old when they wrote those albums. Like those those first four albums. I think like the the last one came out when they were like twenty one. So. You know, you can kind of hear the immatureness in the the riffs and stuff like that. But also sometimes, like I hear him like pull off a solo, I'm like, man, I wish I had half your chops. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, they're they're musically they're really good. Yeah, which is actually kind of what dropped them a little bit. I, I had them fifth, and like to me, they just didn't have like the uh, the stereotypical like like when I think of punk music, like I I I love their music. Like I I like it a lot. Like I'll probably continue to listen to that. But it just if I'm picking what I think is the greatest punk album, that's just that's not it for me. Yeah. It's it's like like Dave said, it's just kinda it's middling. You know, it's yeah. just kinda it's kinda there. It's good. It's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah, I had him fifth too. Well, Nate, you took my band, so I also would have taken bad religion. I had him one, two, three, four, fifth. Nate didn't wait till five o'clock that day. Oh he fuck just... you guys. I'm not waiting for that. <laughs> so, five o'clock somewhere you know com- coming in at uh what was it i came in third not yeah that, not that bad who's dropping the big old number two rancid <laughs> Alex yeah. is the number two is rancid <laughs> uh kind of children We're kind of proud that it's second it's not tail end of the pack so Happy about that. Yeah. They're the least, they're the least <laughs> punk sounding band on this whole thing, I thought. So I, are, Brian. I love you, dude. You know, fist bump, the whole thing, hug, you know, let's, you know, talk <laughs> it out. But would would this still be second mm-hmm. if I didn't give it a seven? <laughs> well, I, the gave, I gave thing, it a funny, six. The funny thing about the way Rancid shook out. Which is, uh, the album I picked fell so middle of the pack with you guys for the most part. You know, this album is like the complete opposite. It's we got two sixes and a seven, and then two firsts and a third. So that's how they end up being second because, you know, yes they had those high votes, but at the same time they had two ones, and I don't think anyone else did. I will say. Oh, I, I'm sorry. The first place one did. I, I thought it was discussed for some reason that we couldn't pick our own band to be number one. No, no, That's no. what I thought too. But no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I, I tried to iterate, and this is why I wanted to have a mini episode. Well, whatever. <laughs> I <laughs> just got a group of members where I could, talking about where punk I could rock I'll for two tell hours. you with my voice instead of my words, which it gets confusing. Anyways, the the reason we did the voting we did 
was because you voting for it at one doesn't mean anything. Because here's the thing. If we all did it, it wouldn't matter at all. If everyone picked theirs number one and then voted the next six albums all differently, it's going to pick a different winner. It's that's the way it, it's, this is this how they do it in Heisman. And when they vote for the Heisman winner, they place uh, either your first place in the voting, your second place in the voting, your third place in the voting. And then whoever tallies up the most and whatnot, you know, that's the win. Only Brian Finch can tie in sports and punk rock. <laughs> Welcome. Interesting. That was Keep a hell of a very good. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't fumble the opportunity there. Well, I was I was gonna go with the NoFX regardless for my number one, but then I sat here and thinking about it. Um, who's got the better live show? Hmm. Rant, well, Ranta takes that all day. You've oh, let's see where are we at? They are L, right? Yeah, they're L. See, to me, Ranta. Now you're getting in the flogging Molly territory and shit like that. That's what it just feels like. Me, you're like stepping that line. I don't know why it just does, you know. And then, uh, especially when uh, you know, you know, some big Cadillac, Cadillac, boom, boom, the mother. That's not punk to me, dude, at all. That's just an uppity, yeah, party tune. Let's do this, you know. That's what that is. That's not punk whatsoever to me. It's got this like underlying like rockabilly sound that it pulls from. It's that hollow. That's, that's that's where like the one sound that I keep I kept pulling out of it, and I didn't want to. I tried to like even like listen to it a different way, and I'm like, eh. I'm like, no, but it is. It's like uh, the Stray Cats. Like the it, with the Stray Cats tried to write a punk album. This is maybe what it would end up sounding like. Yeah. To me, and it's got that it, it it's got that music. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little too technical here, but everything falls on the upbeat. That you know the two you know the two four two four two you know it's like yeah 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 you know it's always pushing the beat, pushing that rhythm. It's that dancey feel. You know I, I don't know if it's that syncopated whatever, but that is just. You're losing punk rock completely with, when, when you start doing that. You're getting in a kind of the reggae-ish feel. Well, that's know, that's that pulling from thing. like how how I said earlier. It's got there's a lot of reggae inspiration in punk, and there's there's a and, well, that's ska, but yeah, I mean, I, to I, me, that's I, a I whole think, different genre. But. Yeah, I think I think Rancid is like the culmination of like the melting pot of influences that like influenced all the bands that came before them, Rancid did it all. And yes, they put the Orange, it all together. County. Like Orange yeah. County, California, and, like melting pot of like 30 different genres. Yeah. Maybe not 30, but you get it. 29 at least. Am I the only one that thought there were a lot of similarities between Rancid and Social Distortion? Like they could be a punk version. And in terms of like the tones that they create – um, the vibes of their songs, it, it just felt very similar to me in that kind of way. I, I, I was, yes, the first, when you said that, the only thing that clicked in my head is like, I could kind of hear how, like, if you were to just swap guitar players and like their gear, it would still sound the same. Yeah. But like, obviously, the music is not the same. <clears throat> like, I would never, you would never 
go from one album to the next and think it's the same band still. Like you would obviously know that it changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I was hoping Social Distortion would show up because they're a unique ones and end. I think they're an outlier on it's the both, punk and the punk scene. So like rockabilly. Well, that's, that's like, what I think of right. I like Rancid, in my opinion, has a lot of punk attitude in the way they're dressed, the way they perform. You know what I mean? They got this the rawness. They're they're you know like their fan participation. I'm sure is pretty high. I can picture him wearing a hat. Is he always the lead singer always wearing a hat? Yeah, he's got a fedora and a huge yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, that says punk all day long. Did you guys know that, like, the the classical, like, punk image, like, the style that you think of when you think of punk was actually introduced by, like, a fashion designer in London? Sex Pistols. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They, well, this, this fashion designer went to, like, first they tried it with the New York Dolls, but it didn't catch on. So then they went back to London. And with the Sex Pistols, like, they brought this fashion to them and got them to, like, wear it on stage. And it just caught fire with, with the with the scene. Yeah, they're, boy, they're, they're the first boy band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. They are. They're, they were managed yeah. just like, you know, we were, quote, unquote, managed, Nate, uh, by a person that <laughs> Yeah, managed. That, that fashion designer's hey, from uh, Savile Row in London. His name was James Longditch. Yep. And you should have seen his unibrow. He had a real fat kind of foreheadish type of thing. <laughs> so you got to finish that real I think quick. you're losing it. <laughs> so the last time Rancid was in Western New York, they went up to uh, Art Park. And the first time I'd ever seen the lead singer with any sort of facial hair, and it was the gnarliest beard that had dreadlocks. Is I didn't think it was him at first. Till his voice. The five finger death punch. But Tim, basically, a little Chris Hale there. I mean, I was. I, don't I was there too. We were all there. Look at that. I was not. Or was I? Oh, not, was I. Right. I just wasn't. Not a real punk rocker then, bro. I would definitely be the first one to admit that. Yeah, not a real punk, <laughs> punk rocker over here. In my arrow post style that I was rocking in high school. I was supposed to go to that show, but on the way I saw a Chotsky shop and I stopped there instead. <laughs> yeah. I almost thought you said a Chotsky shop. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that, that Rancid actually should have headlined over Dropkick Murphy's that night. It was a co headline. So even, even the Bronx was better than Dropkick that night. Oh, I watched the Bronx from the beer line because that's right after COVID and, uh, they only had one beer vendor open. Oh that's yeah, that's right. I forgot. Doesn't that no, just that's punk rock together? <laughs> I don't understand it either. <laughs> hey, we all might have a virus that'll get us all sick. I know. Let's all get our beer from only one spot where we can all get real close together. My favorite yeah. was the dude. I don't know if you guys were near the pit or could see the pit, but there was a guy with a mask on and like medical gloves in the mosh pit, and I'm like, I really feel like none of that's doing anything. No, he's not punk. Rock. You do you, buddy. Like, you know was... the dude that's real punk rock is that that guy in the meme I shared with Chino, where he was in a like a thought. <laughs> that's that thing. time Deftones opened up for Ross Rammstein. <laughs> Rammstein. That's so like... Rancid. Let's 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 look at the way the votes went down for Rancid. So Rancid. Um, Got a fifth from me, a sixth from a sixth from Doug. First place from 
Gallardo, seven from Matt Edwards, six from Jerka, three from Nate, and one from Alex. So once again, like I said, they get they benefit from two first place votes. For those of us that didn't enjoy it, I think we all kind of agree on the same thing, which is, you know, it's just actually, Matt. I, specifically, I want to hear from you because you this is where you put seven. I want to hear from everyone seven. I guess you put them lowest. How <clears throat> not good is rancid to you? <laughs> So it it wasn't that I thought they were bad. I just, I had a really hard time connecting with the content in their songs. Like lyrically, they were just sort of party songs. So there really wasn't anything for me to connect to from that aspect. Instrumentally, they really didn't do anything that stood out in my opinion. Like we just talked about that before, like sounding similar to like that rockabilly social distortion kind of thing. So it was like, well, what's new about this? And I know it's not new, but it was just like, what what makes this different? And then you add the vocals on top of that, which are kind of divisive, right? Um, and yeah, it, it just, to me, it was the hardest listen of anything that we had on the list. Um, and I, I so badly just wanted to hear something and go like, this song really like sticks out to me. I can really dig this. And I, I could just never connect with it. I get that. Cause I, I, cause I hit them at seven until I listened to other albums. <laughs> I, I, I think was your seven. Mm. Where did I end up with my seven? Who who was your seven? I ended up giving it to Dead Kennedys. Okay. Wow. I think that if Alex would have picked um a previous I was uh, Let's Go, I just had to look up the song title. Um that one was their mostly commercially friendly. Like they mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm not saying that Rancid went into writing that album in any different way, but I mean what you had what's her name? Ozzy's daughter. And like the dudes from uh, Wanda Sykes. That's not Wanda Sykes. <laughs> oh, hell's her name? Oh, the wrong Ozzy. Kelly Osbourne. <laughs> Kelly Osbourne and like the dudes from um the twin brothers and that pop punk band. Oh, the Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. The Charlotte. Those dudes. Like you got all these people in that. <laughs> as, soon as, that uh, as soon as that video came out, I'm like, that's what this. That's what this album's gonna be about. Money. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of regretting that I didn't troll everyone and pick good Charlotte. <laughs> I'm pissed nobody picked Gigi Allen. Oh, the murder dolls. Yeah, okay. that, that music's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but so is Mark Rock. Didn't he like piss on people? <laughs> didn't he piss on people? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah shit. On him. He shit on the stage. Well, you're supposed to go. You're supposed to. If he wants to be honored. You go to his grave and you like piss. You got to get drunk off like a bottle of Jack, then piss on it. On the. Dave's gonna lose it. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't I don't, the piss count is on that a lot people do it with 100% on I want to do it just because I heard the story now now I want to do it <laughs> I'd hate to be the groundskeeper there like ah oh, people keep shitting on this grave they should have made grass got a slight yellow tinge to it they should have made that rapper who's that rapper that uh, did all that trickle down my leg uh, um, R. Kelly? R. Kelly. They should have killed the groundskeeper. He's still alive. Yes. Yes. Well, R. Kelly. He made it on the podcast. That's his life sentence. You have to clean Gigi <laughs> Allen's grave. Somehow I don't think that's not, that's not going to be the last time he gets mentioned. Uh, maybe not. Uh, last but not least, <laughs> if you have been paying attention, you have already figured it out. Nate, congratulations. 
uh, by, you guys. by selecting right by being the first one to select a band, you also won because we <laughs> all would have taken the same band. <laughs> but either way, we all enjoyed it. Obviously, Bad Religions No Control is declared the winner of the first ever punk album Battle Royale here on the Out of Tune podcast. Can yeah. I go first? Because trophy, I hate. I hate to do this because I gotta go pick up my lovely wife from work and I gotta go downtown. Oh, she but can I, wait. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just say this: as much as I thought Clash's um, album was a pleasant surprise, this band to me was them and Propagandi were like up there, and I don't know what it was with Bad Religion. I, I just really dug them, man. I just clicked with them like instantaneously. I'm like. You gotta, you gotta dive into them. more of their I'm stuff. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, this is all right, you know. And I just dug them. I just, I mean, that's it. That's all. I just, I just really dug them. And uh, yeah, you yeah. dug them, all right, Doug. I dig them, <laughs> and I dug them. Doug them. Doug had them at two. Yeah, yeah, I had them at two because I picked my own band at one. Am I the only? Because um... that's how I roll. I think no, sir, that I Bad Religion was one of like the first punk bands that they they took like the classic punk sound like the the music the fast paced music. This album had an average beats per minute 149 beats per minute. Like not a single song is over three minutes long. Each that's fast, furious, straight to the point. So it's got like that classic punk sound to it. But Greg Graffin's voice is good. Like he's got a good voice, good melody. And Finchie, you talked earlier on the, on the harmonizing, like with, with the band, like it it just, it all just sounds good. And uh, the dude is so smart. Um, Was he the Dean somewhere? No, he is. uh, Let me, let me consult my notes. Um, He has a master's degree in geology and a doctorate in biology. Uh, at Cornell University, he is a professor of evolutionary biology. Jesus. So, dude's got a fucking PhD, and he sings punk rock. Like, <laughs> uh, his his parents were both uh, professors. His his mom was the dean at uh, some school in San Francisco. That's where. That's when he moved to California, and that's when he like got into the punk scene because he was uprooted. He grew up in Wisconsin, was uprooted got moved to California and he gravitated towards the punk scene because he didn't know anybody. And like, that's where he found friends and found a home. Um, he's also a green Bay Packers fan. He was making fun of me when I met him. Cause I was wearing a bills hat. Oh, so right. that. You still <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, the thing, like I, I mentioned earlier, the thing that I've always liked about them is, like the the intelligence in his in his writing and his lyrics, which actually was in my you know half ass career of writing music, writing songs. Like I took a lot of inspiration from that. Like I didn't I tried to put thought and like meaning behind everything because that's what I was listening to, and it just it feels more meaningful when you're actually putting something behind it instead of just bitching about something. Like, it's the kind of thing that gets you thinking. For me, one of the things that I noticed lyrically is that he was singing more about, like, behaviors and the individual 
rather than like systemically the problem, right? So I thought that was a really interesting difference. Yeah, he he brings the issues in society and brings it like it makes it like gives it like shines like a personal light on it, right? So that I, I don't I think it makes it more more relatable. Yeah, he almost um, like builds a character like out of these problems and sings from like that character's point of view. Yeah. And I don't know, that's, that's, that's one of the things I, cause it's not, I don't like, I don't like preachy stuff, which was like the issue that I had with, with propaganda. It's like super preachy and just like, you know, kicky in the face, which, you know, that's, that's a lot of punk is like that, but that's what one of the things that always set bad religion apart for me is it's not preachy. It's just, I don't know. Like I said, it just makes you think about what he's singing about. Like there's, I, I, when we were in high school, I'd, I'd be listening, like I'd hear one of their songs. I'd be like, Oh, what's this about? Like the one uh, song off of uh, the process of belief, Kyoto now was one of the first full songs I ever, I learned how to play on guitar. So I started looking into it and looking up like the, uh, you know, it's like, there's a, I don't remember anymore, but some global warming, commission thing that the u.s backed out of and that's what the song was about um but just made you think about things you know, and enjoyed it and i don't know it's iconic like, I, I listen to this all the time i love it when you were torn on which album to pick what other albums were close to being selected um, against the grain was close. Right. Um, I would say soft... a touch punkier in traditional sense. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I guess it depends on where you want to what you want to put into that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Suffer was a close one. I I wanted to pick something early, like. I, the process of belief is one of my favorite albums. I I love that album and I could listen to that all the time. Um, new maps of hell. And so both of those are, you know, relatively newer, but I didn't want to pick that because I wanted something that had that classic punk sound. And I don't know. I eventually just had to settle on no control because we had a deadline to pick and that's just what I decided on. Okay. Sometimes deadlines help us make the best decision. Yeah. Let's see who else. I even did. I even did crowdsourcing to try and help me pick an album, and nobody was helpful. The lowest rating on this, they got a four from Jarka. You were the lowest. Really? Yes. So they got a one from me, a two from Doug, three from Gallardo, three from Matt, four from you, one from Nate. And two from Alex. So as the outlier, quote unquote, at four, um, your opinion on this album, your experience with them, like as a whole? Uh, Bad Religion, I saw them live at a Warped Tour, and I was like, oh, this band's awesome. And then I didn't, but I didn't really listen to them until uh, a few years ago when I started doing my whole Spotify, listen to everybody list. And after that, I was like, yeah, these are like my favorite punk band. And then, I just when I when I listened to this one again, I just didn't. I liked the songs a lot. I just didn't remember like nothing really. Like I wasn't like sure if these were the ones that I, I liked. I think I liked other albums more. I couldn't really remember completely, but I so it just kind of ended up there. 
and just how the cards fell out, more or less. Your cards suck. <laughs> oh, stop it, dude. I came in first and you're mad. Yeah. Oh, I'm just playing. I'm just playing last. His, his band came in sixth. I <laughs> <laughs> picked the clash. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say about bad religion, uh, there's a couple things. The first thing's first. It's not Greg Graffin's uh, Instagram page. It's some guy did it. Um, it's Greg Graffin pointing at things. Um, Nate, I know that you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking As about. As he's walking across stage singing, he's always pointing at something. And I bring – and, like, I talk about it with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's always like, well, because he's smart as fuck, and he's giving you a lesson. He's not singing to you. He's teaching you. And ever since she told me that, it's like now I like actually listen to the lyrics. And I'm like, holy shit, I think he is. Yeah, damn you. <laughs> How come you had to tell he me? He is a college professor. I wish I he, wish he actually would have been on this episode because she would have told <laughs> people. He, he actually, uh, in an interview, somebody asked him about like how his two professions, like how, how it meshes together, him being the college professor and him being the singer of a punk band. And he said that like it, yeah, he thinks that like it's – a seamless transition that it's almost the same because you're he's up on stage or behind you know the lectern or whatever the hell you want to call it and just kind of like teaching his what what he believes and i don't know i thought that was interesting i think that's the most punk rock thing about punk rock it's not so much as like anarchy in the uk or you know it's just be yourself and like these are the problems talk about what you feel are the problems yeah like with society with people with the world i also yeah. like oh, ab- absolutely i think <laughs> why didn't you pick flogging I, mom I, <laughs> they were i was considering them. murphy's <laughs> i love a good drink like you know on my album you know they had the house destruction party song it's one of my favorite punk songs ever because it's so punk rock too which is being a child, being immature, being a piece of shit. <laughs> Fat Mike of no effects. He embodies all of that. <laughs> Which uh, Greg Gaffin uh, does not represent. In fact, he wears a button, a nice button-up shirt whenever he is performing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, always I... got a buzzed haircut, and he literally looks like he could be your dad. <laughs> it was well, crazy. I mean, they're old as fuck. <laughs> They closed out um, one of the side stages at Louder Than Life last year, and it was wild seeing the crowd because it's like I wasn't one of the old people. Uh, yeah. But I wasn't. I was like smacked. We were smack dab in the middle being, you know, pushing 40. There were, you know, 20-year-olds rocking the fuck out, singing every song, and then there's, you know, 55-year-olds. And like yeah, I they, thought they I grabbed everybody. Cross-generational, again, like I said, they're timeless. Like, good stuff, good choice. Yeah. Yeah, if it if it wasn't for them, I I I think they are one of like the most influential punk bands that came out of the '80s. If it wasn't for them, there there wouldn't be like the sound would be completely different. Buddy. What? Effects started in '83. They're an influential punk band out of the '80s. Oh, I I I agree with that 100. percent I had them. Higher than everybody else. I don't. My, my list turned off. I don't remember where I had him. Oh, I was like, I'm actually kind of disappointed in all you guys. Nate, <laughs> Nate, um, 
Hey, if you would have picked a different album, like I said, it would have been higher. I should have picked the War on Errorism because they released that in like 2002, and it was like all you know, the War in Iraq and 9/11. Yeah. Um, more relatable to uh, us. Uh, Bad Religion, when uh, their album Process of Belief came out, like a lot of people thought that that was about 9-11, that they wrote it because of it. But all of their stuff that they had written was written before. They, they were in post-production when, when all that happened. So that, I don't know. I think even that just shows how in touch they are with, my, you know, with society like at, at the time. And they're, I don't remember who mentioned it earlier. Somebody said earlier about how like some of the earlier stuff wasn't as relatable that it's not that you can't relate to it as much. Cause it's, you know, it was stuff that was going on back in like the early eighties and not today where bad religion stuff, you, you can listen to like um, automatic man on, uh, on no control. Like it's just about how the modern, the modern man has just become like, like the, the measure you measure success by, what you are able to do and what you're able to get done and not who you are as a person. So there's, there's a lot of deep meaning and all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it translates, tr- translates well to today. Right. It, it, they never seem like they're writing from a, pers- a per, uh, perspective of immaturity, even when they were young, even their first few albums, you know what I mean? When they're figuring yeah. out how to write a song and what they want to sing about at no point would I ever say that the lyrics are immature. It's yeah. he was always writing ahead of yeah. like, this like album, age or this, whatever. Yeah. This album came out in 89, uh, no control. So I'm as old as this album. There you go. So he was Greg Raffin. I remember was 1989. Greg Raffin was 20 when, uh, when this came out. I so he was still young and, you know, twenty-year-olds are immature as hell. <laughs> Here, I'm holding up a toy that I had back in '89. <laughs> <laughs> My second favorite turtle. Um, Behind wrath. Well, I don't know if we need to jerk off Bay Religion anymore. I'm sure they enjoyed <laughs> all of that right there. The quick circle jerk we just did on them. <laughs> Their guitar player actually came from the circle jerks. Okay. I did not know that. Yep. I did not know that. This has come full circle and nobody's picked Pennywise. <laughs> nobody's picked Pennywise. A lot of a lot of bands sure. were not selected. That's why this is only part one of the punk, the punk album Battle Royale. Oh boy. Perfect every other time. I don't know why I couldn't. I know we lost a couple people so far, but are we doing um our punk rock compilation? Yeah, I mean, for those that have a, I'm looking at you, Nate, uh, Spotify premium account, if you still do. Yeah, Every, send me, everybody send me your two songs, and I'll uh, I'll put it together, and we can uh, send it out with, uh, with the post. Okay. You can leave the dead Kennedys off. <laughs> oh, my. No. <laughs> I, oh, I know my two songs. I know them now. Enough of enough of you. It's not, my 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 class songs will not be the the two annoying ones. Rebelling against my. I thought when when I read about how that those two songs were the reason that they broke up, I thought that was super interesting, and they shot up pretty drastically in my uh, in my respect point uh, category. Not that that holds any weight on anything, but I thought that was pretty cool. 
It makes me wonder if they thought those two songs were going to blow up like they did. Probably not. Get them on the phone. I guarantee you they're not making that much money these days. <laughs> royalties and all. Are they all alive? Joe Strummer's dead. I don't know if the rest of the band is. Yeah, keep losing them. Nobody picked the Ramones either. That's Don't that's pick that. the Ramones. Don't, don't pick the Misfits. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly thought for yeah. just throwing away my the vote and knowing that I would probably end up in some. I thought about picking the Stooges. We gonna do another punk rock episode for sure? Why not? The, All right, I'm in. <laughs> I don't see any reason why we can't go back to it at some point. Never Wait, seen. You mentioned earlier about it being a bunch of metalheads talking about pop punk and punk rock. I can bitch about it. I just thought it was well. We're interesting. We're planning <laughs> on transitioning for the next episode from punk to a. A genre totally based out of punk, the punk scene, and moving into hardcore, which I know there's um, gonna be some arguments. We are gonna have a huge divide there. If you thought this was, I mean, when we do this, the hardcore, I I know the three of us and maybe Alex, maybe the four of us are gonna be sitting on one side of the table of hardcore. <laughs> well, other people are telling us that's not hardcore. I'm like, yes, it is. Well, Doug brought up <laughs> suicidal tendencies. They're 100% a hardcore. They're like thrash hardcore. I will call bury your dead hardcore till the bury day your... I die. I don't that is care. A hardcore band. Someone, someone will say no. But you yeah. can't. Well, because there's there's people who the, the bands that we've been talking about this whole episode, like it's hardcore. It's hardcore punk. Like that's what it was branded way back then. So. There are people who are going to argue that what we're talking about is hardcore, but I, Fitchy, I'm 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 with you. Like bury your dead to me, like that's hardcore. Right. No snapcase, like that's hardcore. Well, see then 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 you yeah. now you just took it, so it's gonna it's gonna get so murky. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Can't wait. Like my whole. <laughs> this is why I brought up like we should. We'll probably, save it. Everyone save probably it. Do a punk rock episode before we do hardcore. Oh, this is a good. This is you're a good right. teaser. You're without, right. hard, yeah. without punk rock, we wouldn't have hardcore. You're right. At least in my eyes. No, you're you're right. I like it. Linear thinking. We're we're going right down the line. After that Wait. new metal. <laughs> my oh, whole like yeah. distortion like of like of what hardcore was like in high school. Like this my my one friend that like was like the guy that like everyone would go to to talk about music. He like every new metal band he considered hardcore. So then finally when I got to like out of his sphere, I realized like that's not hardcore. Like Deftones aren't hardcore. Absolutely not. They right. Absolutely not. And that's he insisted for years. Yeah, they're hardcore. They're hardcore. No, they're not. <laughs> I think a lot of people will just hear something that's heavier that's, than we're going to hear on the radio. And it's, oh, dude, that's so hardcore. Like, Wait till we get to I the middle know. part of this. Well, it's the, it, the hardcore in – the straight edge scene, you know what I mean? Or the, I, we have to talk about that probably first before we get into it. So um, I'm interested. Oh, a, lot in, a lot of that's in punk too. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is, that's where this, this genre didn't start from what I consider hardcore. And I know that. I know it. Like, the Beastie Boys were a hardcore band when they started. <laughs> they were. I almost picked, I almost picked Minor Threat to not for this. But I wanted to maybe save that for for hardcore. And I love that you did because I would have said, you know, they're kind of like the first hardcore band. That's like Black Flag. Yeah. See, that, this is why yeah. we got to stop because we're we're gonna get we're gonna start bleeding <laughs> into the next episode. All right, might as well just, fuck it. We're recording two episodes. <laughs> uh, 
I'll let Mike close it up. All right, everyone, let's go. <laughs> uh, we're going to close it up for real, though, because this has been a long episode. We have not done one this long for a little while, and I like it because it shows that we really cared about these albums that we were listening to, and we wanted to bicker a little bit about it, which I liked. We got Doug fired up. That was fun. Doug got so <laughs> fired up out of nowhere. It was awesome. Uh, the passion came through. There's a lot of times I just want to go, okay, Boomer. Yeah, <laughs> 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 hey, punk stuff. I didn't really care for in 1982 when it was coming out because I was already set in my ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Doug. I know you're not here to defend yourself. Well, wait, wait till next episode. He's, he's going to come in from left field. It's going to be fantastic. We need to plan on something else probably though because right, we may not talk as long so we'll everyone brainstorm and get into the group chat while we're doing that all of you go and like and subscribe if you haven't already done that um, as well as tell a friend that's key here tell a friend share with them force them to listen to it at work uh, anything like that helps uh, show them the Facebook page maybe we'll get more active someday on it but in the meantime, that's a good place to find all of our episodes that we've released. And go to the network, bscvp-radio.com. Support all the other shows, including mine and Alex's show of Crafting and Drafting, which we do with our good buddies Matt and Ryan. Um, getting closer and closer to that 50-episode mark, which I'm pretty excited about. So if you yeah, listen yeah. to that show, I thank you. Uh, but you obviously listen to this show, and thank you. And yes, Jarka, you have something to say or just hands? No, I'm just rolling over my fingers. <laughs> She's trying <laughs> to play a violin. violin. Or it was like a Matthew McConaughey in a car commercial. He's driving like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're out of here. And uh, how do we close this up, Alex? Well, tune in. <clears throat> okay. All right. I can't yep. find a stop recording button. <laughs>